All right, welcome back. Season three of the podcast. So it's been a little while, not too long, but we've had a bit going on, which you'll find out when you start listening to the podcast. But we are looking to be back and better than ever. So today is going to be about setting up your life for success long after dieting. So enjoy the podcast. We are very happy to be back and we're looking forward to this season. Remember, today's podcast is brought to you by LSKD, a Brisbane-based clothing company that we believe aligns incredibly well with our brand. Yeah, their active wear is taken over as one of the highest quality outfits on the market. And as well as that, their casual wear is next to none. I personally lived in it while I was in the UK. It's smart, it's casual, and it's stylish. So what more could you want? So from active wear to casual wear, make sure you check them out. You will also re- receive 10% off at checkout by using the code REBUILD. And by using them, you are helping us grow this podcast. And everyone is a winner, including you, because you will look fantastic. Let's get into the show. I'm James Beatty. And I'm Sean Carroll. And welcome to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. All right, and welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast Season 3. Yay! What's been happening? back. (laughs) Nothing at all, actually. So, actually, a lot has been happening. So, it's been... How long has it been? Month and a bit? Month and a bit. We said it was going to be a few weeks. It's been six weeks. It's been a little bit more, but a lot's been happening. You know, Sean's had a kid. James bought a house. Kate's got some stuff with her car. (laughs) There's... Do we say that? Are we allowed to say (laughs) say that? Go on, Sean, you start. Yeah, I had a baby girl called Celine. Um, was she already called Celine? Uh, it was the op- <laughs> I had options. I had options. Girls' names are hard, man. Girls' names were so hard. Why are they hard? <laughs> why, why are they hard? Because it seems really weird for me. It was quite, you know, why are, why are female names hard? Because I didn't want to try and pick a name of a girl who I'd slept with before. <laughs> <laughs> and Celine was the only one left. Never, never met anyone called Celine. So Celine Dion. He's never met her. Didn't sleep with her. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. Probably missed out. Yeah. yeah. But um, That's like nah. teachers when they're like picking kids' names and they're yeah, like, no, they think it's of the too shit naughty kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. That. There's always someone that you know of a name. That's, yeah. it, is, it, is a, yeah. it is a thing. Just like, oh, no, because there was that person who was, was right, right dickhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than that, the whole birth experience again is <laughs> fucking wild. <laughs> Probably for, for you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super stressful. <laughs> Uh, Super stressful. How's your wife doing? She's good as gold. Yeah, when it, it went as well as it could have gone. Probably stayed at home a bit too long. By the time we got to the hospital, like it's like a three minute drive to the hospital. Mm. But yeah, by the time we got there, it was fucking go time. And then an hour later, she was out. Yeah. I, I moved into a house I bought a long time ago. It was getting built and it was supposed to be ready in February. It was not. And then April. And then June. And anyway, it's September now, and I'm in. So that's quite nice. It's quite nice for me. So there's a little bit been going on there. And Kate, anything on your anything end? Anything exciting happening in your life? Any big events? No. No? No, same old. No. I had a friend, right? Queen died. Queen Something died. Big. Oh, that was big. It was big news. Don't know if people saw the extensive coverage on all the news platforms. So I'm okay. sure she's looking up at us right now. Mate, I am so glad she is buried in the ground because the sheer volume of coverage that there was was exhausting. So Kate's a journalist for the ABC, by the way, as well. That's my side hustle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
Moonlight at the ABC, yeah. So that was uh, some big hours, big weeks. I'm glad it's done, but it was one of the biggest stories of our career. So I've got a big story. I had a friend called oh. Skate. <laughs> what? A, yeah, a friend called Skate. Do we really need to go into this? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, right. This is not your story. <laughs> this is not your story. And what's been happening at the gym? Oh, shit. I know. Crushing it. Yeah, it's going pretty well. Obviously, people are like, holy shit, my summer body's not ready yet. <laughs> when the is over, I need to get moving. So everyone's piling, flocking back in. I reckon we're on track for our biggest year yet by by far. Um, team- Makes sense as Brisbane's best gym for 2022. Well, there you go. Back to back, we'll go. And then new coach, Vicky, new female oh, yeah. nutrition coach. Yeah, she's been... Great. Vicky's probably she's well, she is a long time member of the gym and but she's also got a pretty extensive fitness fitness and personal training background and expressed some interest in bringing her into the coaching team probably earlier in the year. Mm. And she's just sort of yeah, finished her nutrition degree, fit, done done some on on floor work with us now, finished the intern program. Did a CrossFit L one. Yeah, and she's up and running, ready to go. So if there is anyone out there who doesn't want to work with myself or James, which I don't know why. We have Vicky available for you. <laughs> she's she, bees knees. She's great. She's such a weapon, and she's talked a lot about being a mother and balancing like the guilt of like making time for yourself in the gym, which I think is really poignant to have that element on the coaching team because we do have a lot of parents in here. And the 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 dieting phase, which was podcast, was a nice little gateway into what we're going to talk about, I guess. <laughs> You know, because she's nailing exactly what we're about to talk about today. Um, the topic for today is setting up your life for success long after dieting. Because I think dieting is looked at very short form. Mm. It's like just the diet. The diet is done, therefore I am done. And that's just not the case. When I have, and this just come off a conversation I had, when I have someone come to me that wants to start a diet, I'm already thinking about them quite far in advance where they're going to end up how is this going to finish you know i don't i break it down to them to be very small step by step but i'm already thinking long term yeah i think you got to as well i think it's it's hard because a lot the whole dieting culture is has been sort of biased towards like shorter sharper blocks and you can get people amazing results in a shorter amount of time but to get true sustainable like results it takes takes a while. It has to become a lifestyle. Yeah. The habits for the rest of your life, I believe, start when you start dieting. That's always trying to increase things in. You know, you may look at their training, you know, their sleep, their movement, their protein intake, whether to any of these metrics we have to start looking at and we have to start building them in. So once their dieting is done and we're going into sort of a maintenance phase or a performance phase or a building phase, all them habits are already built. It isn't this huge like bomb where it's like, well, motherfucker this is next it's just a carry on and a continuation of what they've done if i'm taking someone for example from a dieting phase into a maintenance phase where we're looking at performance and building muscle it's already done all i'm going to look at is an increase in energy do you mean an increase in calories because all the other habits their sleep their movement their protein intake their carb it's all done it's all already been thought about yeah, and it is a big challenge for a lot of people. I think psychologically as well, like when they go through like a, a cutting phase where they're trying to lose and they've built all these great habits 
and then you go into a maintenance phase or the next the next stage where you're looking to maintain for life and they're like what do, what do we do now it's like oh we're just going to eat a little bit more and carry on and if you've haven't laid the groundwork for really good habits already they're screwed because mm. they're just going to fall back because they're like oh I just have to eat a little bit more like that's it mm. people get lazy you see them yeah. they don't train as much because they don't think they need to like things fall out of whack so like whilst you are approaching this maintenance phase or you're starting your fat loss journey like the changes you can be aggressive at the start but you need to start working towards like a sustainable approach so you just don't hit this end point and go what do I do next mm. it's amazing how much fear there is in people when they then need to go and increase their yeah. calories still massive even massive. like clients that I've worked with quite closely for a long period of time still have fear that they're going to gain the weight back once they start increasing their calories with very to none little evidence that that would ever be the yeah. case I think even um, what you were speaking about the other day, like we've always said like, you know, the gym isn't important for for fat loss. Mm. But training, training as a whole I think is important for like maintenance. People who don't train regularly don't tend to maintain their results. Yeah. Their, their desired results. Yeah. This was a good topic I've spoken. Yeah. Because – you don't need to do one to get the other. Yeah. I mean, you don't, if you want to lose fat, you don't need to train at all. You just don't need to do it. Fuck it. It helps. Yeah. It helps, but not in the way of terms of energy expenditure. I'm not even talking the way of energy expenditure, but it helps. And if you want to get your desired body or body composition, or even just building like just better habits and just your lifestyle just being a better person everything's just easier when you train and we may be biased but also because we're super passionate about training and exercise like we're talking what half an hour ago about i don't think when when would you ever stop training you're 1900 i can't ever see there being a day yeah where we're not active or thinking about that i don't know but that's going into the future but i think training is so important because again we see it, people go, oh, when I lose this weight, I'll be happy. It's like, I don't think you will be. Because once you lose, you get to your goal weight if you're not training. You're not going to look how you believe that you will look. Yeah. Again, there's so many additional benefits to training as well that we've covered off, covered off numerous times. But I think I think one of the most important things is when people value being like healthy or fit. Because everyone wants that. You don't want to be fucking sick and useless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people who value being healthy and fit train like it's just what they do might not necessarily be for the whole and it shouldn't it shouldn't be from the fat loss standpoint it can be from the the self-development and performance standpoint and having these like little mini goals and having the challenges of training every day and having that as part of your routine brings about like health seeking behaviors like people who train regularly and well and look to make improvements in the gym or whatever like whether it be a sport or whatever tend to have better nutritional habits and sleeping habits and they deal with stress better because it's part of their life. Yeah. Well, we know, you know, you'll do a really good session in the gym. You'll feel amazing. What's your next move after that? Like it's not going to be to go to the pub. It might be, but it's not going to be to go to the pub or go and get fast food or it's going to be to have something that's going to benefit that training. Yeah. All right. So I'm training at 5 a.m. the next morning. What time do you need to go to bed? Because if I go to bed at midnight, then I'm not going to get enough sleep to be able to do that. So I start now thinking backwards on my sleep. 
Yeah, and it's not like I know this. This isn't true, but this this is a conversation a lot of people have. Like, if they train in the evening, they don't want to go home and ruin the work mm. by having macas. Yeah, you go and have a better meal. Yeah, because you, you've like, oh, I've just done this. I don't want to offset it. But even yeah. though, like, that's not technically. I think like it's fair. fair. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's fair. I think it's completely fair. We know even just from dealing with people for many years. Yeah, you're right. If they train in the PM, they will usually go home. And they'll usually make a better decision for the rest of that evening. Yeah. But sometimes those that train in the morning will start the day a little bit stronger, but they may finish with more snacks or having other food before. Because yeah. again, because it's so far away from the training. But then if you keep the training somewhat consistent over time, then you're going to make a big deal. Another thing I've got here is starting to chase performance metrics. And we, we go on about this so much. But it means so much. And I think sometimes you just got to get people's head out of the sand and change their mentality to what they're mm. doing. Conversations I have constantly is like, if you concentrate on getting fitter, faster, and stronger, you that can't benefit you. Do you know what I mean? Because again, eventually you're going to have to sort out things like your protein intake, which I'll talk about in a minute, yeah. to be able to sort of help you recover in order to get fitter, faster, stronger. Mm. But if you are fitter than you've ever been, you are faster than what you've ever been and you are stronger than what you've ever been, then you're going to be a lot better off, even the way that you look. Yeah, definitely. And it's once you like get into the rhythm of chasing that, it's you feel like shit when you step out of it because you miss you do miss making the progress. You do miss the challenges. Like, yeah, going back to what we said earlier this morning, like I could never not not do something now. I could never not train because it's just not the person I want to be. Mm. Like I wouldn't be happy. Mm. Yeah. And training every day is, well, not every day, but every majority of the days, like five out of six or five out of seven. Um, yeah, it's just an important part of life and I'd be fucking miserable if I didn't have it there. I'd be a completely different person. Yeah. There's got to be something that you've got to chase. Like we do obviously testing days and like how much of a buzz are they? Yeah, you know they're massive, and they're not—they're massive for us. Like I love them, we love them, but for people to go, holy shit! Like I did not think that was possible. I yeah. did not think I was capable of that. Like how empowering is that to be? It's absolutely massive. So just changing their dieting into performance is massive. Mm. I have a female going through menopause at the moment or perimenopause at the moment. Makes life a little bit harder. Also, someone that's dieted their whole life makes life a little bit harder. And you try to have so much empathy with her because of something, the way that she's led her life for so long has been around that Mm. being lighter, being smaller, where it's like just things are going to be a little bit harder for you for a little while until we balance things out. Let's put our head somewhere else and just actually go at doing everything else that's going to benefit us. So when you have those 10 questions on check-in day, nine of them are great. You might just not be happy with your weight. Do you know what I mean? But the other things are amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like 90% of your life is so much better than what it was, where if you were going through a stage like perimenopause, just chasing weight loss, you'd have maybe one metric that was good being your weight, but the other nine would be shit. Like what means more? Yeah. Do you mean? That's like... Me, right. I bring it up a lot, but with my kidney failure. So when I was 85 kilos, I was deadlifting 110 kilos. And then I lost all the weight, got really sick. I was 65 kilos, which in my mind is like, oh, that's amazing. But I felt like shit. I was emaciated. I was, I couldn't even like run or anything. Mm. 
now I'm 75 kilos and I PB'd my deadlift. So I'm stronger than I was bigger, but I feel the best I've ever felt comparatively to when I was sick. So it's like if you put this weight, the scales away, mm. everything else is great. I got my first pull-up. I got my first toaster bar. I've got my best deadlift score. Mm. I'm 10 kilos heavier, but what does that matter? Because like everything else is so good and achieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm happier at this weight, which I never thought I would be. Yeah, that's it. Because of the other improvements in your life. Mm. I mean, there's other areas that are improving. Yeah, like if you didn't have training and all you had was the scales as a measure of progress. Kidney failure would be great because I'd be 65 kilos. Yeah, but like, be celebrating like say, that. say now like you, you were stoked being 65 and now you're 75, you'd be fucking miserable. You'd be like, fuck, I'm going backwards. Like I ruined it. Mm. I was lean and mean at 65. And training's kept that element of positivity exactly. for me because it's like fuck I'm the strongest I've ever been like who even cares if I've put on some weight because it means I'm lifting heavier and that's what I was, t- I was talking about this with Bernie too because she was one of our members because she's lifting heavier and she's eating more and she said oh, I've put on three kilos um I thought it was it sucked but I'm lifting heavier than I've ever lifted and you go well isn't that better and her body's not changing yeah but again everyone just thinks with food, it's either weight loss or weight gain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like the body is just this calorie machine. But it's not like, you know, say for example, Bernie, her increases in carbohydrate, then she's just going to have more of a replenish of glycogen. So she's going to be able to put more into training. I know for a fact, this is myself. If I, the more food I eat, the better my body composition is. Yeah. Because the harder I train. And that's where we want to get people to. That's my last point, so I won't, I won't jump so much. So again, performance really important. Off topic a little bit, but not really. Like general movement. Yeah. So Sky, she's been on the podcast before. Amazing, like one of my favorite nutritionists ever. She put up a a reel uh, this morning about, and I think it was basically aimed at coaches that uh, just tell their clients to hit ten thousand steps. That's yep. what it was based around. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. she put about not giving your clients. Step goals, for example, do you know what I mean? And meeting them where they're at, where I comment on it and I disagreed to some extent because I think metrics to hit are fairly good, but it's meeting the client where they're at. So say for example, I had Betty come in and she's on 3,000 and she's unmindful. My next move would be to go, let's hit 4,000 per day just by being a little bit more mindful while you're at work. Easily done, right? You're setting up them a target that they cannot fail. Yeah. Right. So that's the way that I would look at it. Yeah, but challenging enough that they have to go out there. They have to create like a little bit of a new routine. Right. Could yeah. be. And so yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's like we're the same person sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. So you work off like I'll go. You know, same sort of thing. If they're averaging like three, four thousand steps, you're not going to bump it up to twelve or fifteen. No, it's ridiculous. Either have a step counter if they don't have a way to track their steps, just aim, consciously aim for 30 minutes of movement you wouldn't normally do. And I always say it doesn't have to be 30 minutes in a row. Accumulate that throughout the day and that can be done by parking further away, Mm. whenever you're taking a work call, walking around with your phone. Like there's a million different things you can do to accumulate extra movement. Just be more active, yeah. I know it go maybe oversimplified where it's like take the stairs where you would usually grab a lift. Yeah. Like the very basic movement. But again, these are things you're thinking about long after dieting the stuff that create habits right so i'd say we're in fairly we're all fairly fit in here 
if there's a stair or a lift, I'm getting the stair. I'm going to take the stairs the majority of the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So these things are basic. When I drive into a car park, I'm not one of the people that fucking will queue for 20 minutes to get a space near the front. It's like there's a hundred empty car parks over there. Yeah. Just go and park somewhere else. Ridiculous. If we combine as well these metrics with, say, for example, our protein intake. So the idea for this podcast came after I spoke to one of my clients and she said, we were talking about how much protein we need, maybe how much protein we need to be fairly healthy. And then depending on what sport we're doing, how much protein we need. And then depending if we really want to change like our body composition, maybe our strength, like muscle building, like how much protein we need and so on and so on. And she's like, well, why are we setting this up for a higher target? It was like, well, you train like champ, you have all these metric goals. You're doing well with your calories. Where do you go next? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're setting up your protein intake long after you've finished. So when it comes to like, hey, we're eating a lot more now, you're already getting your four servings of protein per day. They're already set out. So we're already aiming for that higher amount of protein. So, and to me, when I was talking to her, I'm like, right, for example, protein, right? Which one's more motivating to you, right? Hey, Sean, you know, I mean, we need to keep our protein intake up because it keeps satiety a lot higher, keeps us fuller for a little bit longer. It may sort of diminish food cravings. Of course, there's also a plethora of other benefits, but as a whole, it's going to keep us a little bit fuller for longer. Or, hey, Sean, you know, we really would be nailing our protein intake, do you know what I mean, to support the building and recovery of muscle mass so we can improve body composition. We can actually work a little bit harder. Oh, yeah. Sign me up, coach. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we need to look for, right? Which ones are going to be a little bit more motivated? It's definitely more, it's way more exciting. Yeah, right? So let's set that up. The thingy. I am already thinking, even with some of my fat loss clients, I'm already thinking about servings throughout the day. Yeah. How can I give this person the best benefit I can? They might not be nailing everything perfectly, but they're starting to create a habit of thinking breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, protein, 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 protein. They're already setting that up because I, I'm going to say you're exactly the same as myself. And if I talk to the 20 fittest people, call it in Brisbane or in the gym or whatever, they're going to be thinking protein with every single meal. It's not going to be, a, it's not even going to come into their brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things that people lack the most, but always, and as a byproduct of that, they get the most benefit from it, benefit from it when they lean into it and make a conscious effort to, yeah, to hit that protein serving, those protein servings. Yeah. And they'll get the benefits from fat loss by having regular feedings because of satiety and there's so much research there, but they're thinking further they're thinking something else thinking of the other benefits like it's so much more motivating and i and i do i do empathize with it there are certain things though that you just don't have empathy with as much like alarm clockers you mean to me there's nothing that you get nothing from me at that point like i'm hot i find it really hard to have compassion with you at that point and you know it's like protein intake right protein I mean, we can get it through, you know, protein's a lot easier to get now. You know I mean? We can get it out of packets and stuff. But usually it requires a little bit of effort to go and get it, right? Yeah. So if you're, say, a little bit overweight, all right, or overweight because you like eating food or more food, you, you're eating food anyway. I'm just telling you to eat a different type of food. That's probably going to be a lot more beneficial for you. Stock up on that. Go crazy yeah. on that. I guarantee you won't be able to overeat that. Just comes down to some preparation. You keep smiling. Oh, I was just, I was just, I was going to say, I was like, I've never set two alarms before. Like in my life, I've only ever set 
only ever set one. But then Monday... See, no. Kate just put her microphone down a minute ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. ready to be attacked. I'm oh, ready. Was, oh, fuck, when was it? Was it the month? No. It would have been Tuesday. Yeah, after Mad, after yeah. Mad Monday. I had, a big, I had a big weekend. First one in a while. And it's the first, like Leo got up at five and he came in and he's like, I want to play trains. Nope. So, okay. <laughs> and I was in the, in the spare mattress because I didn't want to come into the bed with Elaine, drunk mess and wake up Selene. Roll out, set up his train set. And this is like the first time I've ever done, like first time I've ever done this is like, Leo, <laughs> I'm going back to bed. <laughs> when you want breakfast, go wake up your mum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but that didn't stop him. He came in and, Sat on my bed and wanted to watch Thomas. But, yeah. So I can sympathise if you're constantly hungover. Sending, sending two alarms can I, be handy. I always set two alarms, but I never get through to my second alarm. It's like a something in case the world goes terribly wrong. <laughs> like those people, I don't, I've heard this of you before. I think it's, uh, don't when people go, I slept through my alarm. Bullshit. It's not a thing. People, it is. It's not oh, a thing. Well, my alarm, my alarm didn't go off. <laughs> didn't, didn't fucking set it. <laughs> it did. I sleep through it. You can't sleep through your alarm. It's like you wake up and you go, oh, five more minutes. No, but that's not that, sleeping through your alarm. That's ignoring your alarm. That's ignoring it. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a complete different thing. I've ignored my I've had, I've had genuine sleep through. So the other week I had a 4.30 start. So I had to get up at 3.45 to get to work for 4.30 in the morning. And I set my alarm for 3.45. And then I slept, like, did not even stir and so then it was 4.10 when I woke up, so I was a bit late for work. But it was like I didn't hear it. I was dead to the world. I don't know what happened. I was like, did I even set it? And I checked. I did set it. Do you have it on vibration mode? I didn't sleep with my phone in my bed. Why do you sleep with that? On the bedside table. I have. I said that really let like obnoxious horn or the duck. <laughs> it isn't a louder alarm. People don't sleep through alarms. Do you? They don't. Not having it. Not an, excuse, not an excuse that I'm going to listen to anyway. Maybe you <laughs> just you don't know, sleep you, as heavy as me. You, I'm a very listen, heavy sleeper. I sleep fine. I, it was great in share houses because people could have parties and they'd be like, I'm so sorry I brought all those people back. It was really noisy. I'm like, oh, did you? I didn't even realise. Yeah, but I can do that. If you ask Jess, one of my many talents is the fact that <laughs> I can sleep absolutely anywhere under any condition. Yeah, like I, anything. I can, I can attest to that. I was out of plane to the UK in economy, obviously. I slept for 16 hours of my journey on a plane. I've had people awesome. where I remember I used to play rugby and it used to be literally five minutes away and I used to nap on the way. I just love anything that's got motion as well. Like, oh, way. It's like white noise. White, white noise. I love it. Um, one of the last things I've got before we answer a question at the end is this is a big one. Oh, right. Don't stop before you realize what you are capable of doing how much you can do, how much we can eat, like figure out what the possibilities are. Do you know what I mean? When it comes to sort of maintaining or what your next phase is, because this is where the freedom happens. This is where you create a lot more balance for your life, right? So when everyone finishes diet, once you get to the place where you're fairly happy, do not stop at that point. Figure out, spend four, six, eight weeks figuring out how much your body is actually capable of eating because then you will be a lot happier. We have examples of, again, people will diet 1800, then they'll stop dieting mm. and then they'll just go back to 1800 
I've done it with time and time again with countless people where we're like, where can we take you? If you're willing to sit with me now, you've got the result for the next sort of six, eight, 12 weeks. I will change the rest of your life. I will literally change the rest of your life. Where can we get to? I've had females that weigh in between 60 and 70 kilos up towards like 2,800, 3,000 calories a day. Easy. Yep. Because they're willing to spend that time. Do you know what I mean? They're willing to let their body adapt to the calories that they're actually eating so they can start expending energy in their non-exercise activity or their exercise activity. They start making better decisions. It's easier to get your protein intake, which makes it easier to get your carbohydrates in, to, to enjoy more food. Like spend time figuring things out. Yeah. Well, like Vicky, Vicky, for example, she's quite, quite petite and lean, but she eats like 2,600 calories Easy, but now and she keeps going up, going up. Yeah, we're trying to push stuck her at two thousand for ages. Yeah, but now she's getting more compliments than ever. She's feeling better than ever. She's lifting performing better. better than ever. She's lifting better than ever because she's pumping her food up. Yeah, still staying the body that you want. The, the body, you know, the goal is never to put fat back on. That's not the goal at this point. Is to see what your body is truly capable yeah. of doing when you're eating more. But not many people get They're to scared. that stage too scared. they don't get to that stage or it's done like you said they lose motivation at that point not motivation they're not unmotivated but they're like I've done it yeah you haven't this is the boring wait. part just wait just wait because it's annoying to track when you're tracking mm. not going anywhere yeah hey the goal for the next 12 weeks is to stay the exact same way that you're doing now are you excited no no, no. no. I've had people on maintenance I've had people on maintenance calories moaning to me on the Monday that they haven't lost weight. Yeah. I'm going, that's, that's the whole the point. Po- the whole point. But you're so driven into this dieting culture that you don't realize what you're doing. I think one of the other little things is a little bit harder to control some of the environmental aspects of it. Like if, you've, if you're making dietary changes or fat loss changes and your partner isn't, then looking to head into the maintenance phase can be tougher if your partner's not on board or supportive and you can't it's very hard for you to then have your conversation have a conversation with your partner at times being like hey i'm going to keep doing this do you want to do it with me because again time and time again like you cannot give advice to people who have seen you naked they just will not listen so in, in that in that scenario you need to keep persisting for yourself and try and set the best example you can and as a byproduct of you hopefully continuing to be fitter, healthier, stronger, that will rub off on the person you're with. And you probably don't have to have a really, like have constant arguments. Like mm. speaking to someone about it the other day who's, whose partner hasn't been able to come in and train as much and he said, said I can't keep asking to come to train with me because mm. just turning into fights. I was like, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Just lead. Just lead. Just lead. And like I said, hopefully they'll see you having the benefits. All right, so hopefully you've took a little bit from that. We are going to finish every episode now with a question from a listener, I guess. So if you do want to email us in, email in to James at Rebuild Health and Fitness or Sean at Rebuild Health and Fitness. Same. Depending on who you want. Maybe some people don't want to talk to me, mate. Maybe some people want to talk to you. I love people. You know what I mean? So send it to whichever ones. If you have a question and then if you're happy as for us to read it on the podcast, we will do so. If you don't want your name stated on it, don't worry about it. But today we have Adam. So he's a client of mine from Sydney. He's uh, looking to do his first Ironman. 
So, questions. Best way to think about sleep when I am up and training at three thirty to four a.m. due to kids and work commitments. How long is your training? How long's sixty ninety minutes? Yeah, and but how Wednesday's event? Ah, uh, I'd have to get up. Maybe like October next October. And he wants to get the best out of his sleep he can. Yeah, best of his sleep. So he's getting like realistically because it's like right, we need more sleep than that. But this is just what he asked this week. But he's got two kids. Yeah, he works long hours, and he doesn't want to have to come home and have to think about training. You yeah, know, he yeah, wants to be able to spend it with his kids and wants to spend yeah. it with his wife. So he has to get up at that yeah time. Yeah, so again, not an ideal scenario, but how can you make it better? Exactly. You just got to make sure you, your bedtime routine, your current bedtime routine or whatever new one you've cultivated is as best as it can be to help promote the best sleep hygiene you can. So it means like after dinner, after the kids are bed, not fucking around like watching TV, you just need to get yourself ready to go to bed to maximize yourself, maximize your time in bed because you can't always control like your your sleep quality itself or the sleep window because again you're going to have kids that are going to wake up now and again you're getting up early as it is already so you just need to give yourself the best possible chance to get the best quality of sleep as you can like keep your room cool mm. limit artificial light and just be strict with it like you're fucking getting up that early to go and train you'll be bloody mad not to try and like just go yeah. to bed earlier yeah because again a lot of parents including myself you know you'll want to put the kids to bed and then you'll want some you time. sit down and you're like fuck but if you have a big goal in mind that you don't really get to do that then if yep. you're willing to get up at that time or that's what you need to do then you need to think about it because i think his average sleep last week when i looked at his whoop was like five hours maybe yeah. a little bit under five hours when you want to do an iron man it's you set yourself up for something not so good happening. Yeah. So when I have to be up early and again, not as extreme as three thirty, my basic thing that I do is think backwards and yeah. count backwards on the clock. So if I know I need to get seven hours or I want to get seven hours, then I need to be up, you know, say if it was 3am, then I'd be taking away seven hours and yeah. then I'll try my best to, to do that then. Yeah. My rule of thumb at the moment is just be in bed by nine. Yeah. Be in bed by nine. I was watching the, the Queen's funeral. It got to like 8.30. I was like, oh, God, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Just in case. Scintillating stuff yeah. there, wasn't it? You never know. She might make a comeback. It was in the, the – I'm obviously British, but like the, <laughs> the very off topic now. But, the, you know, like is the it was the best of Britain, I think. Like them walking in, what they did in London, like the event planning must have just been – everything was done – Absolutely immaculate. Yeah, she planned it before she died, right? Did she? Yeah. Oh, she's not doing much else. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she on. worked so hard her whole life. She worked right up until her death. She never oh, retired. No. Never crazy. had a day off. Never. <laughs> never had a day off. Never a day off when you're monarch. But it was amazing. But I did go to bed after all the hymns. And then some people were saying speeches. I was like, that doesn't even make sense. And they kept talking in like, Mahithath, you know, like old Bible language. So I just changed it to new. And he said to him, I don't even know how to talk in old, old English. I'm not Shakespeare. All right. So we are very happy to be back. Very enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully you took a few things. Again, if you can subscribe, give us a review. Ready for season three. We've got some big guests coming up. So <laughs> yeah. And share. We'll see how we go. Enjoy.
So we hope you enjoyed that throwback and you took plenty from it. So again, a big thank you from us and we will see you in a few weeks for season three.